Ready to stop trading time for money and build a business that can scale? Then you're in good company. This is the Productize Podcast, where I chat with entrepreneurs who've transformed their businesses using the Productize service model. I'm your host, Brian Castle. Want to learn my best strategies for productizing your business? Then get my free crash course by going to productizecourse.com. Now let's get into the show. Hey guys, got a good one for you today. Uh, today is a, uh, it's actually a coaching call which turned into quite an interesting case study. It's my conversation with Chris Ronzio, who uh, is an accomplished entrepreneur himself, but in recent years he's been um, working as a business con- consultant, helping other entrepreneurs organize the chaos, if you will, uh, and kind of figure out what to prioritize in order to move forward and actually grow and make the right, you know, smart decisions. And so he's been offering this one-to-one consulting service uh, with businesses for years. But in his words, he decided that it's time to think bigger than, than just himself. And he wanted to launch um, a business or, or a new brand, which uh, is at organizedchaos.com. And his goal was to grow this consulting service beyond just himself so it can turn into something bigger. And so in this coaching call slash case study interview, whatever you want to call this one, um, you're going to learn how Chris landed his first 20 clients for a 60K launch in the first month. It's pretty impressive. Also, you're going to learn uh, ideas for standardizing the way that he consults with with clients so that eventually others can actually take his place and do some of the consulting work that you know normally has, has just been him. Um, We talked about next steps for delegating the tedious writing and and the prep work with the reports that he would give his clients. Um, Talked about identifying and focusing on the specific pain that actually leads clients to a service like this. Really important. So so let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with Chris Ronzio. So yeah, we'll we'll start off this this, uh, coaching call. As I said, I'm coming at this a little bit cold and um, I did kind of click around the, the website a little bit. Uh, organizedchaos.com and it looks like you've had a pretty successful launch it says that it's sold out um, but I mean I'm interested to hear well why not like in your words why don't we start off like what wh- what do you do how do you describe your business today sure so organized chaos is kind of like the solution to entrepreneurs feeling overwhelmed and stressed and not knowing where to start or what to tackle first so I've been doing the consulting for the last few years after I sold my last business and it started off with just doing kind of systems, processes, consulting for uh, different business owners to help them streamline their, their companies. But everything I was doing was totally custom. So the, the one commonality between every entrepreneur that I worked with was that when I came into the company, they were totally overwhelmed. They had too much on their plate, not enough time, all these projects that they wanted to get done, and they felt like they were kind of treading water. So Organized Chaos is a a project I came up with or a a packaged service that can be delivered in a real streamlined fashion that solves that issue directly and kind of gives them a plan. Got it. Cool. Um, And so my understanding, so like, correct me if I'm wrong, is it, is it kind of you doing a coaching service with, with entrepreneurs or is there something, something else? Yeah, so as of right now, it's, it's, you know, step one, phase one is, is me doing what I'm doing in a much more systematic way with a packaged price and a, uh, you know, clear deliverable at the end. And, and that's kind of how I launched. And then where this is moving is uh, having other people deliver the service. So I, I could take you through kind of the whole program and, and what it is. Yeah, sure. Please. So kind of the way I've broken it down is, is I think there's, there's three steps. There's uh, every business has some kind of context for their company, and any person that's getting involved with working a business with a business, whether it's an employee or a consultant, um, has to understand that context. So you need to know simple things like uh, how's the company make money, what's the business model, uh, what's the process. Like uh, uh, you know, if it were an assembly line, how does something move through the company start to finish? Uh, who are all the people that are involved in the company? Is there an org chart? Uh, and then where's the company going? Like what's what's the big goal? What's the vision? What are you moving toward? So that's context and that's where I start with the project. Um, it's usually a half day with the business owner to kind of go through all of that and understand their company. Then the middle of the project is all about capturing the, the chaos that exists 
and harvesting all of the ideas and issues and inefficiencies that create the stress. So what that is is one-on-one -on -one interviews uh, and surveys with every employee in a company. Hmm. And so it's, it's, it's basically just harvesting all of the everything that's on their mind. So everything that um, you know, makes their job harder, everything that they wish were different, things that uh, previous employers did that they wish their new company did. Um, and it's really cool to, to come in as an outsider and, and, and get a lot of that stuff cataloged that uh, employees wouldn't normally give up to their boss. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that must be the value there, is that you are this third-party person, you know, and you probably get the employees being a little bit more open. Totally, they're so candid. It's um, if you've ever seen the Undercover Boss show uh, on CBS, it's it's really hard for an owner of a, a company with like five or ten employees to play undercover boss because they're basically friends with everyone. Um, so when I come in for a day uh, through this this project, um, they don't know that I've kind of been armed with all of the context about you know issues with people and and the dynamics of the company, um, but I can really get in there and play that undercover role, which is hugely valuable. Yeah. Um, cool. So, and then it, it, I mean, it looks like you kind of go through a, a number of other steps um, to kind of you know leverage those takeaways and and give them kind of a roadmap. Yeah, so the, the, once all the chaos is captured, um, we put it all in one place. We usually end up with um, like you know, 100, 200 different opportunities or things people could put their time into. And some of them are as small as you know, get new chairs or fix the toilet. And some of them are huge, like build a marketing funnel and go after a, a new market. Uh, so, so we take all of those things and then we group them by uh, what's similar and we get rid of the bad ideas and it's just there's a, a processing uh, component where we go through and just get a clean list of projects that the company could tackle. Mm -hmm. And then the last piece is to, to kind of prioritize and, and decide what's going to make the biggest impact to get the company to where they're trying to get to this year. And so the end result is just this big plan where they have uh, some quick wins um, which which this is hugely valuable. It's it's like the the five or ten little things that you can do in a week or less. Like you know, buy your person a new microphone for the calls they have at their desk or a headset or something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the the real simple things that um, give the employees a sense of progress and momentum. And and so we always do those first, and then it's the the five or so big projects that they're going to tackle through the rest of the year with some real clear increments or milestones to hit very cool um so you know this is this is your uh your coaching call here so i definitely want to um make sure we cover whatever pressing questions you have right now or just areas that that you're thinking about and, and you know to help you move forward um you know just just for my so i get a little bit more context here i mean you what were you doing before this uh, before the consulting or before the, the organized chaos project? Uh, I guess before the organized chaos prog uh, project. So I've, I've been doing this consulting just at chrisronzio.com for a while. And so organized chaos is is kind of my, my effort to, to, to make it not just me as a consultant, but to create a brand and a process and something that can grow beyond me. Um, so Got definitely it. reconciling that has been a huge challenge um, to you know over the last few months. Um, and how long have you been doing the consulting? Uh, since 2012. Okay, so a couple of years now. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and you said that you built and sold a, a company before that. Yeah, my last company was totally separate. It was a video production company that did live sporting events. So oh, wow. We, yes, yeah, so we we had a you know. Um, 11 employees in, in three different offices around the country and then um, like 350 contract camera operators taping everything from figure skating to equestrian events to you know some pretty cool stuff but it was you know totally different than this huh cool yeah um, so I, I mean I, I do have a bunch of questions about like who you're most ideal clients are, um, but I, I just so I'm clear on on what you're doing with organized chaos. It sounds like okay, so you, it's like you're consulting. The last few years has been basically you, do, you know, doing this kind of consulting that we've been talking about. Organized chaos 
is technically it's still you for now, but the idea is that this is a brand and, and this is not Chris Ronzio and, and eventually this is going to turn into um, other coaches and consultants that, that you train on your methodology and your system to go into companies and, and do your process. Is that, am I understanding that? Yeah, totally. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of independent, independent consultants out there that uh, they're good at, at something. They're really good at marketing or sales or operations or finance or whatever they consult on. Um, and some people align themselves with like the author of a book and they consult on that system. Um, but for every one of those, there's somebody that's just out there independent like I was um, doing whatever they're good at. And so what I saw with Organized Chaos is um, what I'm doing is really like the foot in the door to any kind of ongoing consulting relationship because before a company hires someone to, to be a marketing consultant, they, they kind of need to know if marketing is the number one thing that they should be working on. Mm. Um, so, so the way I see it is um, I want this brand and this process to be something that, that anyone out there could go through as like the discovery or audit at the beginning of their own project. Got it. Um, cool. So Okay, so how so how has it gone? Like, what was your first step with organized chaos to, to get this con- whole concept, you know, up and running and launched? So I, I kind of created it uh, a little out of desperation. Um, over the summer, summers are usually pretty slow for business in Phoenix, where I am, and uh, and so I had taken on a bunch of little short-term custom consulting things that kind of all ended perfect storm at the beginning of October. And so looking at October, I, had, I was so busy, but then everything ended and I had a zero in the pipeline. Um, and then it, at the same time, I, I uh, had just gotten back from a vacation and um, I had to go to the hospital for a day and I was sick and I had to cancel on a, a client. So it was just like this whirlwind of, man, I can't just keep trading uh, hours for dollars, even though it was you know good dollars, I, I realized I was I was thinking too small. It was just me, mm-hmm. and so I started thinking, well, how can I create some like big launch around a piece of what I've been doing? And so it was you know I, I went on ninety nine designs and I got a logo made, and then uh, uh, I started reaching out to a, a ton of people. I think I had like. 24 lunches or coffees or something face to face in October, um, just kind of talking through this as an idea. Um, so these the lunches, like, were these kind of warm, pro- like, potential customers, clients for this thing, or or just other people you're getting feedback from? Uh, kind of both. There were some people that um, I, I had, you know, maybe a, a warm connection to that just. I hadn't quoted a project on and others were people I'd worked with in the past and I thought I'd just get feedback from them and others were just kind of um, business-minded friends and so I just started putting this out there and saying like if I packaged this thing that was uh, you know gonna gonna kind of be like a year-end plan for for 20 companies do you think that's valuable do you know anyone that would be into this could you help at all Um, so I just had a ton of those conversations I guess to, to kick it off nice and then um, and then how did the actual launch go or, or did you iterate you know what the, what the uh, solution would would be I mean the the solution didn't change but I iterated um, it was funny I had I had built this I recorded this video and um, and I sent it out on a Sunday night, which was just telling my whole list of of people that I had that there was something coming tomorrow, and they couldn't sign up yet. I didn't give them a URL or anything, but but I had this video, and and after I sent the video, one of my friends, one of my really good friends, uh, thought I was just sending it to him as a test, and he <laughs> and he wrote back to me with like t- the the twenty pieces of feedback of why my video was terrible. And it had just gone out to my my whole list, so it was like for for that whole night I was up, you know, tweaking the the landing page and and recording a new video that I sent out the next morning, saying like, okay, now you've seen my terrible, cheesy salesy video. Here's here's the real story. <laughs> Very cool. I mean, version one is never uh, never the best the best no. version for sure. No. Um, 
So, um, so I mean, I, I definitely want to kind of turn this over to you in terms of uh, questions that you're thinking about and, um, and next steps. And, and I mean, maybe things that you learned or, or things that were challenging through the launch process or, I mean, what, like what, what are the kind of the big areas that you're thinking about right now? Big areas are kind of just where to take this and how to, how to take the, the work off me. So, you know, with productize, you say, uh, ideally you're creating a, a system for delivering a service that you as the owner don't have to deliver. And that's where I'm trying to get to. But right now I, I was, you know, phase one wanted to go through the process myself so I could refine it and make it better. Um, so, kind of my plan is I'm, I'm taking two weeks off at the beginning of February um, to not book anything and to just kind of retool this. Um, something I've thought about is is just doing these launches almost quarterly mm-hmm. um, because after the project, uh, you know, I had I had 20 new clients through this. And that's creating a lot of good referral buzz um, from other people that want the project. But I don't know if I want to increase the price or uh, or what I want to do. So I've kind of just been telling these people, you know, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you, and and pushing them off. And and so I'm thinking I might try to do a, a, another round of a launch, if that makes sense. Got it. Yeah, definitely makes sense. So, um, and and what is the pricing for this? So the project the the special I did was three thousand dollars um, and it, it was roughly about three days of time is how I kind of priced it out for myself um, so one of the other things I did to um, you know for I guess this is probably just standard launch stuff but I came up with a bunch of little bonuses that I would give people if they you know if they purchase on the first day they got five bonuses if they purchase on the second day they got four third day they got the three so there was some urgency to to buy earlier in the week and that that definitely helped I did more than half of the sales on the first day very Um, nice and then I did a uh, kind of a risk reversal thing where um, I said if people paid the three thousand and and at the end of the project it they didn't feel it was worth it um, I would refund their money and pay them 500 bucks Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't want to waste their time yeah Fortunately, no refunds. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. So I mean that 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 sounds sounds great. And, and you said you sold twenty of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. And, and it, did you go through the delivery of all twenty yet? Uh, I've got four more that are still open that I'm kind of wrapping up this week and next. Okay. So the plan was to do it all in in November, December, but I guess I was optimistic uh, with the holidays. Yeah, holidays are tough. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, so is it literally like three days of your time for each client and like it's, those three days are dedicated to one client? Well, so the, the way I set it up originally was a half day with the owner, a full day of like being in the business and talking to people and then another half day at the end uh, to back report everything to the owner. Um, and then there was like a, a little bit of time in, in the middle of me just creating the reports and stuff. and. Um, when I launched this, uh, everyone was eager to start like the, the next week. Uh, so it was this was stupid, but I I just kind of started everyone all at once, and I had you know at one point like sixteen or seventeen open projects that you know my mind was going to explode. So mm-hmm. uh, like halfway through, I, uh, I I I made it into a literal three days on a calendar sort of thing, so that I could be like a hundred percent in the zone with with one company at yeah time. that definitely makes a lot of sense and and you can i mean going forward you could even work that into some of the urgency of it right like you know we only have x number of spots available this month um and, yeah and that sort of, sort of stuff cool and um, kind of first first uh, i guess i could say you know when you book early you have the open pick of the dates yeah yep um awesome so I mean, I guess I'm also wondering, like, how how did you get th- those 20 clients signed up? I mean, obviously, you have your own audience and, and list. I mean, so, like, wh- what, what does your audience look like or, or like, size of, of the list? And who, who are these companies? Like, how, how, did you find that they're all kind of in the same um, profile or, uh, or, or are they kind of all over the map? Uh, no, that was another great learning 
experience through this. So I mean, the the list that I have, it's a small list. It's like, or I guess relatively, but like five or six hundred people. Um, and I've been doing this little newsletter once a week, uh, recommending an app or a tool or something for the last little over two years. Um, so I get people trickle in through that and through an ebook and uh, a content upgrade, I guess, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, and so I had had built up kind of a little bit of a following there, um, but only two of the twenty companies came through um, people I didn't know that were just on the newsletter. So. Um, the rest of the people were just uh, direct referrals, and it was just kind of from me um, reaching out to everyone all at once and, and giving the best deal I, you know, I had given in the last couple of years. Got it. That's still pretty impressive, though. I mean, um, you know, personal network, warm outreach contacts, and, and then a few kind of. This isn't cold email. Obviously, they're in your email list, but you know, people who you haven't met before. I mean, that's that's a pretty impressive. Uh, first launch of, of this thing um, yeah so to your, to your point about segmenting or whatever the the uh, so when I when I came out I, I've always marketed and, and tried to focus on people with companies under 50 employees mm-hmm. um, because things just get a lot more complex when you're bigger than that and there's different rules and and that's you know the companies I like working with they're kind of under 50 or under 2 million in sales um, so my list kind of is those those people um, but there's a huge difference uh, between a company with two employees and a company with 42. Yep. And so, you know, getting into this process, like um, the the time that I had allotted for for the the uh, talking with people um, was too much time. If if you know it was just like a guy and his friend, and it was too little time if <clears throat> it was like a you know commercial manufacturing place with. Uh, with dozens of people in the back, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, and are, are, is there any particular industry or type of business that that you're seeing a, a, a pattern or a trend here? Or no, all over the board. There was uh, there were SaaS companies, there were manufacturers, there were retail store, there was agencies, um, medical. So this is really cool. A bunch of different companies. So it's kind of the process of like being stressed out and overwhelmed is kind of. Uh, industry agnostic. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, so, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, are are you excited about working with a wide variety of, of clients or are there are some that kind of pop out as like, okay, this is a really ideal client for this and, and, the, and this batch, maybe not such a great fit? Uh, no, I kind of like it across the board because there's, that you can apply, uh, you know, little nuggets of or cool ideas from one company to another like um, you know there's a, a real estate investment company I was working with that um, you know they're they're like they hit the phones really hard they're into this like power dialing thing and I never would have even experienced that kind of solution but then the next day I'm in some retail store and they're wanting to launch a program and it's like oh let's set up a, a dialer and and you know we can get through this list of people a lot more efficiently so so you know whether, whether so you can leverage like ideas and, and things from one client to to another. Yeah, totally. Nice. Um, so I mean, your your overall goal right now is is to build this to a point where it's not just you. And and I guess one question not to go along with the last question, like these are different clients with different problems that they need to solve. So 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 far in this first batch, I mean, how much of it is you? Um, coming up with different solutions for each person, and and then like it, iterating based on the feedback that you're getting in in real time. Like, how much of that is is basically you figuring it figuring it out on the fly using your own knowledge and expertise and, and experience, or, or is it is it still following like your standard methodology and your kind of um, big picture way of of, of building a business? Well, uh, good question. I mean, it's hard not to want to recommend solutions because that's what I've been doing for everyone for a while. Um, and so I do that just because, but um, the project, what it's supposed to deliver is not solutions, but just a clear list of, of projects to tackle. You know, so, so I'm not promising someone that in three days I'm going to revolutionize their business. 
Um, it's more in three days we're going to get really clear on everything that matters and everything you should be working on so that you can focus instead of being so distracted. Hmm. Okay. Um, and so I, I, I guess I'm, uh, throughout all this, I'm also wondering, like I, I know that founders and entrepreneurs, I mean, I'm, I am one, uh, and they, it, it is hard to stay focused with so many ideas and so many balls in the air. Um, but is, is that the specific pain point that, that brings someone to this? And, and I guess I'm wondering like what, what would attract, what, what would get, cause I mean, okay. So like this first batch for the most part, they were personal contacts or referrals. So there's that trust and credibility and, and kind of a recommendation built into that. Sure. But if, if the next round or the next few rounds, the goal is to get strangers to come into this, um, you know, what what's that that pain point that's going to drive them there yeah i guess i guess the pain point that that people express is just that they they're treading water and their current way of doing things isn't isn't going to work forever and so there's they're they're they've hit a wall of some kind where um you know, like they they're 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 spinning plates and things are starting to fall between the cracks and and they're like, man, I just I feel out of control and I need to kind of take a step back and see the big picture and see everything so that I can make some good decisions about what needs to change. Um, so, is there is there a particular uh, event or way that that manifests that you can like say? I don't know. All of a sudden, a, a, a company is seeing a high employee turnover rate, or all of a sudden, revenue flatlines, or like, what's the thing that that kind of triggers that realization that oh, I am overwhelmed? That's, hmm. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Come, you know, maybe maybe they go to a conference or something, and and they get a lot of good ideas, but then they come back, and and nothing ever happens to those ideas, um, mm -hmm. and. Or they read a book and and they've got a lot of a lot of, a lot of good ideas and then nothing ever happens and there's this disconnect between you know the 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 idea and, and the execution and I, I think it's just I guess the people that have that have been referred to me feel like they're they're in that place like they just need a silver bullet or something which I I'm not but it's like it's a great solution to someone who feels like they need that so um, so yeah it could be revenues flat it could be that their like number two person just left it could be that their biggest customer just left and they now need to do things totally differently to keep the doors open mm -hmm. um so yeah there's, there's usually something but it's not like consistently the same thing got it um so you know again like st like staying focused on your goal of this of, of you know, building this into a system that doesn't completely rely on on you. Um, look, looking back on the on this first batch of engagements that you just went through, I mean, where were the sticking points? Like, as as you're going through it, what what were some of the challenging you know kinks in, in the process of of you delivering this kind of? Well, I I hesitate to say for the first time because you've been consulting for years, but you know, in in this capacity, kind of going through this the first time. Yeah, so the, I mean the time thing was huge. So I'm trying to come up with like a, a tiered approach where there's one package for companies that are less than five employees, and there's another one for like five to twenty, and there's another one for twenty to fifty. So that's something I'm trying to work through right now. Um, the before I started, I made like all the final deliverables that I would give someone at the end of the project, and I don't think I used one of those because it, it didn't end up being practical. So. Um, I had to recreate those as I went and that's the kind of thing I'd really like to get um, a virtual kind of assistant to help with so I'm working on that right now um, so some of the some so let's talk about that for a second I mean some of the um, so what 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 do you set up there like is it a, it's like a document some kind of report based on the findings or is it like multiple documents yeah, it's a few documents, but the main one is like a, a master project list. And so um, I'd say the hardest part of this whole thing 
is as I'm talking with an owner or with employees, I'm getting a ton of feedback and I just use Evernote to kind of type away as I'm going mm -hmm. um, to capture all that. Um, but then there's this this processing that has to happen away from the, the client where I read through those notes and turn them into like actionable projects. Like what, what would fix this complaint? Um, and so when I, <laughs> I tried to send uh, that to a virtual assistant and it like it failed miserably. I like I just had to throw it away. And, and, I mean, you know, you're, were you basically over. asking them to to write it from scratch based on your notes? Yeah, I was asking them to create the list from my notes to to read through the notes and you know every time I hear something that's that that I think is like something to work on, I, I put a little asterisk at the beginning, and so I wanted them to pull out all those things and then retype them to make them. Uh, you know, just reword the sentence to make it more of like a to-do item instead of yeah. a, you know, transcript. Would it um, would it make sense for you to to create one of these reports once and and make it even longer than than the one that you would actually deliver? So, if you're delivering, you know, let's say like twenty twenty points, I don't know if that's the actual number. Y you have an internal list of like fifty, and um, and those are like template you know, to-do items that your virtual assistant can then, like based on your notes, just match up your notes with something from your list of 50 written bullet points. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I could definitely provide them with some samples and stuff, which I didn't do. So yeah, I'll for sure have to do that. Um, I thought about doing audio recordings, but then it'd basically be like they'd have to be in the, in the room real time, you know, and that's a lot of hours. Um, so yeah, that's that's one thing I'm struggling trying trying to work through. With the uh, audio recordings, one one tip that I've heard from someone once is they they record it, but then they do have a, an assistant or someone process it, but they have their assistant listen to it at double speed. So hmm. it, it kind of you know they they still get all the content, but it takes basically half the time. That's interesting. Um, cool. But yeah, I mean, I I would definitely look to to standardize this somehow. I mean, I know that there's still going to be some like manual processing done on on your end. I mean, obviously you're you're writing the notes, um, but if it's, I, I think I think this would also get easier as you start to focus. If I mean, like if if you want to focus on on a particular um, industry, but this could also work based on the tiers that you were talking about. Like when when it's a business of five employees or less. You know, uh, look at at template list number one, and and out of that are you know twenty to thirty commonly recommended bullet points, and and the virtual and, and as you type notes, like those can become standardized as well. As as you do more of these, it's like as you're as you're listening to them, it's like okay, it sounds like uh, a case of bullet point number one. This sounds like a case of bullet point number four. Um, and you can kind of start to note those down along with some custom notes, and then the VA will would would match those up with with canned bullet points. But e and then even the canned bullet points can have like variables in them, you know, um, that you can as simple as like filling in the company name, but but also like variables that uh, you know fill in um, you know a thought about this about how to handle employees or something like that. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. So then you get that back from the from the from the VA, and and all all you need to do would be, you know, put the final touches, the final personalization on it, and and then it's good to go. And then eventually, even that is is delegated to to a more high level um, consultant that you would that you would bring on, yeah, multi or multiple consultants. Okay, cool. Um. I'm trying to think. So no, another pain point was I had people pay fifty percent up front, uh, which was great, uh, but then it was supposed to be fifty percent of the at the conclusion of the project, and I didn't like store their credit card to charge them again. So the project would end, and I would send someone a link, and then just kind of wait until they pay. And I, <laughs> so I want to do that differently now. What were you using for payments? Uh, I used Stripe. Uh, like a checkout form for the beginning, but I didn't set it up as like establishing a a. Uh, it was through Strikingly, which is the website. They have this like beta checkout 
thing and it didn't store the cards to be able to charge them again. It just did a huh. one-time transaction. That's um, interesting. I mean, I, I use Stripe for audience ops and it, um, it does store them like the first time that they that they go through, but I, maybe through strikingly it doesn't do that. But um, what I do is, uh, I, I mean, my site is all on WordPress and I have like a WordPress uh, plugin called like WP Simple Pay Pro and that um, allows me to just put a payment button on, on a page on, on WordPress. Mm. And um, so clients sign up, you know, uh, initially using that, they, they make the first payment and then they're, they're just in my Stripe account and, and, you know, I've been able to upgrade them or recharge them or, you know. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I think, I think it was just, it wasn't creating a customer. It just, it processed a one-time transaction. Ah, uh, okay. It didn't create a customer. Um, so yeah, I guess even I mean yeah, I guess I guess it does need to be like web based. But if it's if you're doing this every quarter and it's only like twenty clients signing up each time, mm-hmm. um, I mean I'm sure that'll grow over time. But I mean that's also something that you could do like in person over the phone. You know, get get their information, type them into Stripe. Yeah, that's true. Um, um so then I, I guess. The, the other challenges, I mean, there's a lot of little admin stuff. Like uh, I set up some automation when, when people signed up and it had them fill out a form and then it had them, you know, it sends them my, my Calendly link and they, they scheduled, but had an issue with that where um, Calendly only lets you book, uh, you know, a, a day, up to a, a day. And yeah, so you're it, doing like multiple days. Yeah. Huh. Um, I use Calendly too. Yeah. I guess they don't, they don't let you. Do multiple days. Um, yeah, so I, I needed to find like the three-day windows on my calendar, you know, and, and show only the start date. Hmm. Well, I mean, there might be an, an alternative to Calendly that does that. Yeah, I don't know, maybe like schedule once or something. But one one thought to stick with Calendly. I mean, I I love Calendly, so Me too, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, the you could you could just have them all start on like Mondays, and and then only you know that event in Calendly you could just you know it's only Mondays that are available so like pick a Monday and, and that's essentially like picking a week yeah that's a good idea I don't know why I just assume I, I need to give people the flexibility <laughs> to start on a Monday Tuesday or Wednesday but you're right I shouldn't yeah I, I, and it could be like a Monday you could even do like a Monday and a Wednesday that way you could like fill up like two in a week and I don't know somehow overlap the last day or yeah. something. That's a good point. Um, okay. So I mean like what else from this from this launch are you thinking that you'd like to do differently and any any other like kind of questions that are coming to mind right now? Uh, I mean there's just a lot of materials I need to, to change. Like as I went through the process of interviewing people, um, the the magic's really in the, the questions that that you ask them and so I'd be with one company and I'd think of this creative question and then I'd use it for every other company that, that I worked with. Um, so like an example, uh, you know, if, if you ask a, an employee what they'd like to delegate, they, they might just be blank and, you know, they, have, they haven't thought about that. But if you ask them, you know, if they had a, a secret employee that worked at their house that no one else knew about, what, <laughs> like what stuff would they send them? Everybody has an answer to that, so it was um, so coming up with stuff like that was cool. But now I need to, you know, like update my all my list of of questions. Yeah, I, I like that, and, and we we actually do a somewhat similar thing with audience ops right now because every new client that we start with, um, we do like a kickoff call and we and we interview them for you know we're doing like blog writing, so we we need to do we need to ask a bunch of questions to do research to come up with good topics for their audience mm-hmm. um, and I've recently kind of removed myself from that process so the writers are the ones asking those questions um, and I, I think I think you would do a similar thing as as you go along and, and bring in other consultants to take your place you know you'd, you'd want to come up with those standard questions that just you know really get the right the right answers every time um, with some flexibility of okay you know these are the core questions to start with, but there's, there, you know, you should, you should do some follow up, you know, custom follow up for each person. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, I, the other thing that's that's just on my mind is, uh, you know, where to take this. So, obviously, finding other consultants to do this would be great, but there's also uh, it's also a lot of work and there's a lot of training and it's a um, you know a possibility that they just go rogue and and want to do it on their own. Um, so I'm I'm kind of thinking through how to best approach that and then uh, also. You know, I, I think there's definitely a, a software play here, um, whether it's kind of a, a complementary product or, or a, you know, a standalone product for kind of the DIY group. Um, but where the, the, you know, very similar thing, like the owner could just invite their employees and they've got, you know, it's, it's prepackaged with, the, with, with all the questions and it fires a question up and they type out the little one-liners and it just creates this bank of answers and then uh, it displays the answers to the owner one at a time and they drag them into one of the buckets and I think there could, there could be a software that, that um, does a lot of this process. Um, yeah, I, I definitely hear you and I can see how that would work um, but I would, I would definitely hesitate to jump into that so fast. Yeah, you know, um, and if you are going to do that, I would definitely start start off with it, just kind of powering your service, right? And um, and and have it like even have your w- once you get into bringing on consultants and, and um, assistants, you know, maybe like a lower tiered version of this, they're just operating that software, and and they're the ones typing in the questions, you know, typing in the answers as they ask the questions into the software. And then the software then kind of automates the the generation of of the report or of of the of the hit list that they're going to you know work on. Yeah. Um, That's good. But um, but yeah, I mean, again, like I, it's that that gets back to the you know what's the burning pain point, um, and I don't know that it's it's yet to be seen or yet to be proven that there are founders who are like actively seeking a, a do-it-yourself software solution for this you mm-hmm. know um i mean it not to say that there isn't it's 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 um yeah no i i totally understand i think uh part of my thought with the software would be and and this is not something i'm i want to do right now this is like where where i could see it going but um, you know the the project list that I leave people with that that task list and the priorities. Most people have a, a to do list manager of some kind that you know they don't need another one of those. Mm. But it might be nice to have this repository of like the issues that your company has worked through, so that you have some kind of like strategic planning place to look, whether it's quarterly or annually or or whatever, just as a checkpoint. Um. So I yeah. don't know. There's a lot, a lot of <laughs> loose ideas around that. Yeah, I mean, I do like that. Like, you know, I think every every business owner has something like that. I mean, I've, I've got you know notepads and and apps where I store kind of big picture thoughts and, and things like that. But um, um, I mean, you know, one idea there as you as you start to expand and 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 offer that that DIY solution. Which I do think is a good idea as, as kind of like a next phase of this. Um, yeah, I mean, the, there could be a software component, but I think it should also be combined with an educational component or, or a guide. Like it could be like a video course that they that they go through, where you're basically a- asking the questions or kind of guiding them through this process of of using the software in a very specific way, if if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, I'd be interested to know. Um, I mean, I, I won't be offended if you want to poke holes in this thing. I'm, I like, I think the the part of the part I struggle the most most with is like what you said with um, you know finding the pain points and and the objections and and be, because so much of the business has been that warm referral business, it's it's tough to know how a uh, total outsider would um, would look at this. Yeah, I mean. I think what you're doing is really interesting because because you're doing what very few consultants and coaches have been able to do, which is grow beyond just themselves as as the personal brand um, behind the thing. And and I think you know establishing the the 
the brand Organized Chaos is definitely the first step of that. I mean, obviously, it's still very much you. You've got the video of yourself on there, and um, and I think that's good. And, and I mean, maybe that that is like th- like there's never going to be like you're never going to be completely removed from it. Um, but it but it could grow into like the Chris Ronzio way, but you're not necessarily working with Chris, right? You know. Um, like for example, do you know Brennan Dunn? Uh-uh. Uh, so he's he's kind of a, a he's got a pretty sizable audience now. He's, he's and he, and he works a lot with freelancers and consultants, helping them like double their rate and and get better clients and that sort of thing. And and uh, he sells a couple of courses. And I think one like his main course that he's selling right now is called Double Your Freelancing Clients. Oh, did and, he have a conference or something that you went to or spoke at? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he, uh, so he has this big course, you know, which is like it's like a video course kind of thing where you you pay and then you get access. But then it, it's also like a six month curriculum um, that the students are following along. And then, and so Brennan invited me and ten other people to be coaches within his program. So, mm-hmm. so he like it's still like Brennan Dunn, like he's the face of the thing. He's the main teacher on all the all the videos. But some of the other aspects of this, like the weekly uh, mastermind calls for, for the, throughout the six-month program are led by these other people who, who Brennan kind of like roped in to, to help you know, expand and, I mean, serve more, more students. So that's not, it's not all Brennan doing all, all these calls all, all, day, all day long. Um, but it's still like his material, that, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. Um, I mean, I think you know if you look at like, I'm not even so familiar with how this stuff works, but like you know Michael Gerber's E Myth Revisited. I think he's got a whole you know consultancy built around that, where it's right. you know consultants kind of using his method from the book. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, th- I don't. You know, maybe it's not going to be exactly that, but that could be the kind of the concept of how this thing grows. Um, so it's still built off off of you and and you building your audience and your personal brand, but um, the delivery of your solutions come in like eight like you know low tier, medium tier, high tier. Like low tier being completely do it yourself uh, kind of educational products. Um, middle tier might be those educational products plus a little bit of personalized guidance from from maybe like one of your consultants on your team and the high level the really expensive one is you know time with you yeah um definitely and and i think you've you've started in you've you've started down the right progression of this by starting with the high one you know and and then introduce the middle and lower as your next steps after you uh kind of establish this um but yeah, I mean, kind of getting back to that question of of the pain point. I mean, that's that's kind of tough, you know. Um, there are, there are plenty of business owners who seek coaches, right? Um, mm-hmm. And there are plenty of businesses who seek consultants to come into their business. Yeah. So so I I think well I guess those are kind of two separate things, right? Like there's the personal coach, like behind the scenes, give me guidance on how to how to make better decisions. Um, and then there's like the business consultant, you know, who it sounds like that's more of what you've been doing, kind of coming in and talking to different people in the company and uh, figuring out next steps. Um, and so, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I do wonder about like, what is the, like you, you, I, you can, it's easy for you to identify the pain and, and you, you know from your work that there are all these companies that experience um, these issues and you know the solutions but it's it's also a question of how they perceive it like how do they how does your client realize that they have this problem um, that's the thing that needs to get um, figured out and, and maybe it's you know more more content um, more you know get it, getting yourself and your ideas out there and seeing which things are really um, resonating um, so I'm, I'm curious uh I've been going back and forth on whether I should write a book on this, and I actually start an outline, and then, and then I, I keep getting conflicting advice, like, oh, don't don't write a book anymore. It's 
it, you know, it's not it's not worth it. It takes too much time. You don't need a book. Focus on just blogs and, and guest blogging and and uh, and I, I put out a, a small book, like a, a mini book that's that's printed with all the my my like app recommendations. And so that was fun to have something tangible. But but do you think it's worth doing like a a full blown book around this strategy? Um, I mean, I I would. I would probably fall into the group of saying yes. Like a, a book could 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 be a good step. Um, it's a question of of when. I mean, it sounds like you you know the the audience is growing and you've established this and clearly you, you've you've had plenty of people who are willing to pay this money for the high uh, the high level like high touch consulting. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think in order to kind of like take it to the next level. Um, a, a book would definitely add more exposure. Like, I mean, sure, blogging and guest blogging and podcasting, like that stuff is, is going to continue to kind of like water that plant over time. And I think you should do that too. But, but having a central book with a, that, and, and that book solves a very specific problem and, and that book is a brand in itself or, or it's like the organized chaos book or something like that. Um, you know, that's kind of like the, like planting your flag uh, that uh, you know, it, it kind of establishes. This is who you are. This is your thing. This is what your company does. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that could that that could be good. You know, um, it's also a question of like what kind of product that's going to be. Is it is it going to be just a just a book like something on on Amazon that that would essentially be like a lead generator for for the higher priced um, like the productized service. Or is it going to be um, an actual revenue stream in your business, like a do-it-yourself course for you know a couple hundred bucks that um, that's a little bit more in-depth, you know, video content templates and, and whatnot that you know it's a little bit more substantial than than an ebook, right? Okay. Um, and when when the thing you mentioned with Brendan, how he asked like ten of you to to help out. Um, do you have any any tips on how to find those people or how how to you know what channels I should reach out to people through and then what kind of how to structure the the compensation for that I mean is it just paying for time or is it like a split of whatever comes in yeah so um, well the so like the payment Brennan is uh, I, th- I think he's paying like per student who's in the the mastermind group and mm-hmm. and and he found 10 of us who are who 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 are somewhat well known uh in in these circles and and have audiences and 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 also speak to this same um like a similar related audience like i you know i'm teaching the the productized course and i that's the kind of stuff that i write about so um it kind of makes sense for me to, and, and like Brennan and I have done uh, like webinars together and things like that. So, um, so yeah, like he, he, he kind of got like, like me and, and like nine or 10 other people who are kind of in, in a similar, in a similar boat. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I think in your case, it's, it, it's a, it would also be a little bit tricky to find consultants who can, who can, who can analyze and ask the right questions the way that you do. So, so I, that again comes down to you crafting that that template question and and probably spending more time building training materials for your team, um, and then it's a, a, really just a matter of finding really good communicators and really good listeners and good interviewers, and not they they don't necessarily have to be they don't have to have like the business track record that you have. You know, you're you're just not going to find that. I mean, the people who've built and sold the business are not looking for those kind of opportunities, you know? Um, so I, I think it's really just going to have to be, uh, you know, good, good communicators, good listeners who, who can first learn your methods and and learn your process, you know, and, 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 you know, this is actually pretty similar to what I'm doing in, in audience hops a little bit. Like later this year, I'm planning to, um, to create like a course or a book, one or the other, that's going to be a standalone product for others to to buy and 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 read and learn from but it's also going to serve a dual purpose of like training our team as they come into to audience ops 
mm-hmm. and, and like train them on this is the audience ops way of of doing content marketing. Um, so that's kind of like part of their onboarding and part of their training, um, and and that'll that'll help them, and and, and that. I mean, to kind of come full circle here, the the whole idea is to is to get everything into a standard methodology, and anything that you can do in your high level consulting or the one on one sessions, to get it to a point where it's like, okay, I'm I'm always working with this type of client, or if there are three tiers of of, of clients, that's that's fine too, um, but try to reduce the variation somehow, or at least get into some kind of like standardized recommendation or, or method that that can then be you know transferred to a team and and the book should be focused on that like after you've done 20 30 40 of these consultations it's like okay these are the patterns we're seeing these are the clients who've had the most success and these are the clients who who came in with the most burning pain point that's that's how you condense the topic of the book right and then and then that's how you condense the the standard recommendation that all of this stuff kind of falls into yeah, that's great. I've got a, a a lot to think about. I appreciate it. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I mean, like any other uh, any other questions or things coming up here? Got like a couple more minutes. Um, I mean, marketing and and uh, lead generation is going to be a, a huge focus for me now that I've kind of gone through the the, the you know closest circle um, so it, yeah I mean they're just hearing you talk earlier about your target customers being kind of so all over the map I think that would be the first step of, of developing the marketing plan is it's just so hard to, to market anything in, unless you have a really clear idea of, of who you're trying to get this in front of mm-hmm. um, and I know that there's definitely a benefit of you know, working with a, a wide variety, you get insights from like an e-commerce site, uh, business that you can apply to a, you know, a, a medical office, something like that. But um, it, it, any way to to kind of become more focused that doesn't necessarily mean only work with, within one industry vertical. Um, but yeah, I hear what you're saying, though. Um, because then you can find those channels, right, where where, where those people are. It, it could mean, you know, going to a handful of conferences every year, getting speaking gigs, and and, and finding those conferences where where the, this particular entrepreneur entrepreneur is. Um, if you're like targeting SaaS companies who are, you know, you you could kind of do some some like online list building and, and that sort of stuff. Um, Right. Okay. I've uh, I've got a few SaaS companies I'm going to send your way for audience ops. I love what uh, what you're doing over there. Oh, that's awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. If you're accepting people, actually. Uh, so what what you said about uh, kind of not accepting new leads for for I don't know a bit there in the fourth month or or whatever it was is that's kind of how how I feel like I'm in right now where I, I need to I need to fix this before I start yeah. committing to more people. Yeah, that's exactly what happened with us. It was like the second or third month, uh, we, we we got a whole bunch of clients signed on, and then it was like, oh, okay, we got to really figure out our systems and, and processes. Yeah. And um, and yeah, it does sound like that's that's where you're at. I, I think it as you go, kind of document the process and um, and just look out for those sticking points where, especially, look out for the things that okay, you worked with twenty clients. 15 of them went through this this path and it was pretty smooth but one one person had this edge case or or some question came up during the course of working with them that was like huh that really kind of changes the process or uh, now we have to look at doing something a little bit different just for this one person when something like that pops up that's the opportunity to figure out okay why did that crop up was it was it that they weren't the right fit in the first place um, was it that we asked the wrong questions or we or we skipped something in our in our process or you know how how can we avoid this variation from happening too often in the future yeah that's great that's what i uh that's what I need to do for sure very cool um well cool i mean if uh you know any other uh 
questions come up, definitely um, let me know. I'm, I'm I'm excited to hear you know how how the next the next phase of this opens up. It sounds like you're off to a pretty uh, pretty awesome start so far. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited about it. I'm uh, uh, with these 20. I'm right about to hit 100 companies I've worked with total consulting. So I'm going to do a big kind of release around that, and and it uh, should be a, a really cool year. Awesome, man. Well. Um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely keep me posted, and um, uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks again, Brian. Thanks for all the feedback and uh, and, and all the podcast wisdom that you share with everyone. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, man. Um, I'll send you the recording of this uh, so you have it, and uh, uh, yeah, cool. All right. Thanks again. All right, Chris. See ya. Take care. Thanks for tuning in today. Get all the show notes for this entire season at productizepodcast.com. And to get my free productized crash course, where I share my best strategies for launching and sustaining your productized service business, head over to productizecourse.com. All right, time to get back to working on the business.